is Angela Yee, and I'm telling you right now that the Alive Podcast Network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us. From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com. Coming soon to iOS and Android. Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Frank is brand new with his scarf on today. That's fine. That's right. I got my scarf on because I turned down the AC in my house because I like to wear scarves. <laughs> oh, look at this. I've already got this thing that says take our Zoom, our post attendee Zoom survey. So Tanisha, I will make note that you relate. Uh, okay, write that down. <laughs> 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 oh, well, Frank, welcome to the Swell Suite. You came in swinging. Yes, well, of course. I want to be a very memorable guest. I don't want to be the boring <clears throat> guest. I want to be somebody that you remember that somebody... When they listen, like, God, that was a crazy show. That was amazing. <laughs> and so you're invited back. That's, in That's the right. important part. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Don't think it's lost to me that I'm the only one wearing a scarf. Yeah. Oh. It's almost 70 degrees. <laughs> it's 70 degrees where? It's 70 degrees in Virginia? Here. Oh, wow. That's nice. It's really nice outside. Girl, I'm in a full sweater. No. I see. No, wow. It's cold. Like cold. I was like, maybe I should turn the heat up, or I feel like maybe the windows open, like it was, it was cold. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. So, what is this? Is this week three of the quarantine? It is week three. Yeah. <sighs> How is everybody doing? I'm ready to jump out the window. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Leave the. I'm making a run for it tomorrow. Place. Tomorrow I'm going outside. I don't care. I'm going outside tomorrow. That's it. So what are you going to do outside? So you have an hour, right? You got your paperwork? Yes, I have an hour. Um, I'm just going to run around the block a few times. I'm going to get some bread. I need some more oil. I need some honey for some cocktails I want to make. And I got a recipe for some soup, so I want to buy a leek. Oh, hey. Okay. Hmm. You know what a leek look like in the store? Because I don't. I've only seen them cooked. Oh, the recipe <laughs> was a picture of everything I needed. So I'm going oh, in the store. <laughs> With Good job. Photo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, not a leak. Nope, not a leak. Nope. Not it a looks leak. like a scallion on steroids. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it looks like a big scallion. Okay. The, the leak adds a lot to a soup. It adds it does. a lot of meal. That's a lot. I've never it. bought one in my life. I've never mm. cooked with one ever in the history of me being on this earth. Huh. Wow. Never. Well, that's well, not a lot of time, Samisha. It's not. I mean, we're just talking a few years. Just what, 22, 23? Like, exactly. I felt you were baiting me with that with that comment. I was like, I could just jump right on that. <laughs> I was about to say, right? You don't want to go for that one. Let me know. I, I choose my targets wisely. Yes. I have a friend who lives in North Carolina. And I was talking to her on Zoom um, a few days ago. And she said that in Whole Foods, they are timing people as they come in Whole Foods. So you walk in, 
and there's a cop at the door who is snapping pictures of everybody who comes in what? and they give you 45 minutes to get in and out of Whole Foods and they only let a certain amount of people in the store to give wow. you that window and you got to get in and get out. I was like, well, damn, what do they do if you go over your time? Are they going to come get you? She was like, I don't know. But as I was leaving, she could see the cops scrolling through pictures, looking at timestamps to see. I was like, dang. Maybe you can't come back another time. But there have been stores that would give people a piece of paper with the time on it. And they had to show that to um, be rung out. So like, you oh, wouldn't want to lose it or not. But so that was your timestamp. It didn't get that bad yet here because I told you all before I was in Costco and I went to Costco and I went around on Saturday around 930 and out the back door and the front door, but they were letting people in time. So I think they were letting a group of people in every 10 minutes Mm -hmm. and um, they set, set up these wooden pallets where you were cycling in between and they were pretty much spaced out about six feet apart. But wow. I appreciate it because I don't know if you've been in Costco, people be running you over with carts and shit. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get moved. It's like the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And this time inside, the lady was like, "Oh, you need to align. There's nobody at this line. Come on over here. I'll get your car." I was like, "Is this Costco?" Wait, I'm just, oh. Yeah. Y'all go for? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, they looking for They excited they essential. They excited they still get the work. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I went to Best Buy. I had ordered, I tried to do the right thing. I ordered a printer online and I ordered the wrong one. So I called Best Buy to see if they were open and they said they were. And then I, when I got there, you can't go in the store. Mm. You can oh, only pick up curbside. Right? That's it. So I had to order the new printer and then they would do the exchange for me, but you cannot go in the store. Wow. Wow. Because I guess you paint time by people in Best Buy. They got to come in, ask questions. They got to linger. They got to touch everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. I touch everything. I want to pick it up and hold it. All the stuff. Yeah. Especially yeah. I actually foods. am like that. I'm, I'm like that. I'm, like that I'm pro- smelling all the vegetables and fruit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. Oh, okay. Today. Wow. So, yeah. So, uh, so Frank, introduce yeah. yourself to everybody. Okay. Well, good afternoon, everyone. I wish I had some wine with me, but I was rushing to get up here. Uh, I'm Frank Morgan. I write the uh, site drinkwhatyoulike.com. I write for some magazines and local papers, and I'm just a loiterer around the industry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been called uh, a friend recently called me the uh George Costanza of, of totally totally I can totally see it so I don't know why that is but anyways I'm glad to be here this is great I pretty much had to beg my way into it you think oh as, my God. Oh, I, Frank. Shut up, Frank. I, I, as long as I've known Tanisha you think she would extend it you too Sarita for goodness Aww. sakes lawyer I'm like oh I watched all your episodes <laughs> here I am so I, so I have a question for all four of you, and you have to answer, like, this. these are quick-fire questions, okay, if, if I may. Oh, questions for us. I love it. Yes. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. This is like, okay, I'm going to start first with Serena, and we're going to go right down the line. And you ha- it has to be a very quick answer. Mm. Who is the most handsome guest you've ever had on the show? <laughs> Handsome guest. Um, 
I'm going to say, oh gosh, what, Frank? We don't have that many men on this show. No. Oh, I got one. Like, oh, yeah, go. Say, go first. I already have mine. Derek Epps. Oh, sure. Oh, yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes. Yes, yes. Okay. A close second, Frank Morgan. Well, there you are. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Who's Frank? Yeah, Who's Frank Morgan? <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> All right. It's another <laughs> opportunity for me to rate the niche show notes. Put that in my plan. Put it in my plan. That's right. Um, Put it in my I'm, I'm going to say the owners of Gran Cata. All right. All right. No. Make notes Pedro and Julio. Julio. Oh, Sarita's about to get a. Sarita's about to get reviewed. <laughs> yeah. Sarita going in the next article. <laughs> are you writing something frank oh my god what are you writing, writing? Man? here we yes, go i'm on his list now listen you want to listen he has a ri- names written down with check marks by right. oh my god <laughs> oh. let's see how many i can get this is fun yeah i left two lines i knew you so i left two lines for you <laughs> you know yes frank how did you get into wine so uh it's i wish i had one of those really cool stories you know one of these romantic stories or something like that i don't i was traveling i travel a lot for work um you know i was working on a long-term project in uh, uh sunnyvale california i was there for nine or gonna be there for nine or ten months and I was flying back and forth uh, from Virginia to uh, San Jose every week. I'd leave Sunday uh, afternoon from Norfolk and come back Friday. And that was exhausting. And so one, uh, one week, a, a colleague said, hey, instead of going back to Virginia, do you want to come to this place called Sonoma uh, with us for the weekend? We're going to visit wineries and, and relax. I'm like, oh, okay, that sounds fun. Uh, and so in 2006, visited my first tasting room ever. It was Gunlock Bunchu was the first winery stayed in Sonoma um, at the lodge of the Sonoma Renaissance which I think is still there in in Sonoma not too far from the you know the Sonoma town center and um, that's how it started you know I wish it was like a really cool oh there was a night a bottle of 1947 Cheval Blanc but it wasn't and uh, every other week for the let's say for six months after that every other weekend I would alternate I would go to Sonoma or Napa uh, one weekend and then come home one weekend and just spent time driving around the wine trails, Silverado Trail, up St. Helena Highway. And if there was, you know, a winery tasting room, I would just go in. I would do a tasting, um, ask a lot of questions. Uh, uh, I didn't actually get kicked out of my first tasting room until 2007, so almost a year after. <laughs> you did good. Yeah, yeah. I'm usually like I wear I wear on people's patience for some reason very quickly and. <laughs> Um, you know, I don't know, you know, I, uh, just loved it. I fell in love with learning about wine. I, you know, um, tasted a lot. And then I uh, started sending, uh, an email newsletter to all of my colleagues and friends. We all traveled and said, Hey, if you're in Sonoma, you should visit this restaurant or visit this winery, taste your room, try this wine. And I did that for like two years. And a lot of people, you know, subscribed to it or said, Hey, add my friend to it. And finally some, uh, one day somebody said, Hey, you should start a blog, whatever that is. So I started a, a, a blog in 2008, I think, 2008, mm. 2009, Drink What You Like. 
um, it, which is kind of my own philosophy, just drink whatever you want. And that's what I did. And that's how I kind of got started. And then a few years later, uh, someone asked me uh, to start writing for a local magazine. And that's how, that, that's how I got to be where I am today. Ta-da! Yeah, I wish it was something really cool. I've always, I really appreciate those people that say, oh, you know, I was down on my my grandfather's cellar on the second <laughs> level and I came across this bottle of wine. And Who is that story? I've never heard that story. Who story is that? <laughs> a lot of people have the, seem to have those stories. I, I mean, I got into wine drinking, you know, cheap Napa wines, uh, like grocery store. I mean, Napa wines are not cheap, but the grocery store stuff and you know, just basic stuff. Sweet Riesling. Nothing wrong with Sweet Riesling. Yeah, it's good. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's still nice. I started drinking stuff in a box or a big jug. So yeah. Start from somewhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think it's all good. I mean, you know, I, I, I appreciate the way I got started. It was just, you know, very organic, driving up and down the trail and just learning, meeting mm -hmm. a lot of people, just asking lots of questions. And, and I still do. I ask lots of questions wherever I go. If you've ever been to taste room together you know that well you, you favorite, oh, oh good go ahead, no you go ahead Lynn. do you have a favorite varietal i think cab franc if i if, so i'm an equal opportunity drinker like i you know i will drink them all but i really love cab franc i think it's That's super it. expressive i i love the chinons and summer champignons and i love those in virginia i mean virginia's doing a great job uh, with Cabernet Franc bridging the old world to the to, uh, the new world to the old world, I think it's a it's a great bridge. Um, I will tell you, this isn't going to be very popular. I, I love Chenin Blanc too, but um, and Beaujolais. Uh, we probably drink more Beaujolais than anything, only because it's economical and it's super delicious. And um, although right now, because oh, of awesome. the, yeah the current crisis, yeah. we were drinking mm -hmm. everything in Virginia. But I will tell you what I really like, and it's not very popular. I love Chardonnay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. From where? Here, here. Yeah, I like it from anywhere, you know, honestly. Really? I, so here's really? the thing I, I think. Yeah, I, I think that you can tell a lot about a winemaker and a winery by tasting their Chardonnay. That, mm. That's my opinion. Oh, yeah. please tell. Please yeah, tell. So I think that if you go into a winery and it's the Chardonnay is just like flabby and really over oaked, it seems like it, that's a very contrived style. They're driving to a, a, a certain sale. They're not doing that. Isn't a representation of their land. Um, right. You know, it's mm -hmm. a very contrived style. And I think that if if a winemaker is is uses oak uh, in a restrained way or not at all, um, in in it's a, a it's a lighter style Chardonnay. You know, I really think that you tell a lot about a winemaker from from their Chardonnay. Just my opinion. I I, I love Chardonnay. I love drinking it. How about you? Well, actually, for me, when it comes to Chardonnays, I am a stainless steel fermented person. I like the Chablis style from France and the stainless steel um, from, from the New World. I'm not really keen on the ovary oak, like you said, using your term, because I like that flabby um, Chardonnays. Um, Pinotage is one of my favorite um, red grapes. I think um, I call it old world, even though they say new world, but because of apartheid, they couldn't get it out of um, South Africa. So that's my little soapbox I get on about Pinotage, but I love Pinotage. And then Cabernet Sauvignon is another one. So I'm pretty much like, you. Yeah, I like them all. I don't know about Cap Franc. I'm still, I think I had some bad Cap Francs in the beginning of my wine world. And I just, every time I taste a Cap Franc, I was like, oh my God, this thing is so green. 
I need them to work on this. So they could just be my mind, you know, but that's it. Wow. Sarita, how about you? Welcome to the show, by the way. How about you? <laughs> just like Frank to take over. Um, <laughs> Uh, what do I like? Uh, I really like Chenin Blanc. Um, Beaujolais, I really love this year. It was really fantastic at Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. I had both of Nouveau and a Village, and I thought they were both great. And then I had a, um, I had a rosé from Beaujolais, which was nice. Very nice. So I agree with you on the Beaujolais. What else do I like? Um, I'm getting back into Pinot Noirs, um, because I was really heavy on them at first. And then I started to discover other grapes and they, you know, became on the back burner. But I like Pinot Noirs, especially from Oregon and Washington. Um, let's see. And everybody knows I love bubbles. Um, Kava's my go-to. Okay. Um, but one of my, somebody asked if I could, if I could pick any wine, what wine would I drink for the rest of my life? And there is a sparkling Malbec from Argentina that is out of this world that I absolutely love. And I love Malbec in its many forms, so. Okay, cool. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> By the way, I like your microphone, that's fancy. <laughs> <laughs> she's clearly, she's the producer of this whole episode. Right, exactly. Wow. The rest of us just talking into the screen. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie and Tanisha, it's your turn. I wish I'd have known. I'd have come better prepared. I did wear a scarf, though. I mean, that's <laughs> right. So you... <laughs> that's all the prep you needed, Frank. Just the scarf. You got the wine Bible behind you. You're good. You're good. You sure do. Look at that. I love to stack those big uh, in intellectual books behind me. It gives people on these video casts. It's like that guy's a reader. Look yeah. at that. Yeah. That's an impression. You read all these books. I don't know. He's a reader. Or he spends money on things he's never gonna use. Sure. He's ready oh to God. impress others. Oh. Yeah. And he could go either way. Either way. Yeah. All right. For me, Grenache or Garnacha. Mm. Okay. Grenache or Garnacha. That would be my go-to. Alone or in a blend. I'm here for it. Okay, cool. Okay. Nice. Nice. I I love a good Belgian black. Excuse them. Excuse Everything them, about that was hilarious. <laughs> oh my God. Everything about that was hilarious. Inside Ooh. joke, y'all. She hates Savion Blanc. But go ahead. Oh my got your check Glennis, mark. Glennis just got a check mark. Oh, she got her name on the list and a check mark. Oh, <laughs> I like a good Tanat. Oh, great it's choice. It's hard to find. Yeah. And I just, I just love it. Um, this summer, I did the whole Gamay um, tour because I was, I just am in love with it. I think it's a great summer wine. And um, Tarantes is my favorite white because it's just so unassuming. Oh, I love Tarantes. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Crispin That's white. a very good choice. And Sauvignon Blanc, don't forget. Please, if anybody's looking for someone to endorse Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> What's your PayPal account? Go ahead and throw that out there, too. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, that is not my grape. 
And so Frank, back to you, you are like the go-to guy to, for Virginia wine in everything in Virginia. How did that come about? Is that like a part of the magazine that you write for? Is that from Virginia? Yeah. So I, I don't know how that happened. One, obviously I live here. Um, I spend a lot of time, uh, you know, visiting wineries, visiting with winemakers. Um, years ago, I uh, was asked to start writing for a, a magazine that is sadly no longer around. It's it's reinvented itself a few times. But at the time, it was Virginia Wine Magazine. And, and at the time, it was the only magazine that was dedicated exclusively to Virginia drinks. It was uh, Virginia wine, Virginia cider, beer, uh, uh, spirits. And um, I, so I wrote for that magazine for about a year, year and a half or something. And then the editor said, hey, we've had some people leave. Would you like to be the associate editor? Uh, and, and associate editor, I think in those days, and it, it may be the same today, was code word for there's no pay. Um, or there's... Or there's <laughs> <laughs> You're a volunteer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and, and I, I liked doing it. I loved pulling together articles. Um, and because I, I wrote articles, but also pulled together articles and information from wineries and winemakers, I just got known throughout the 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 industry and um then i you know i'm just blogging uh social media twitter and things and, and hosting a lot of virginia wine tastings a lot of blind tastings and then six years ago uh in uh, the middle of 2013 i started uh virginia wine chat which is a just a monthly uh virtual gathering so i would go visit with the winemaker interview them uh for an hour stream that live uh through Ustream or twitch or, or facebook live and uh, that was, um, that really grew a lot. And, and the wineries would then start, I think, you know, Sarita, I think you've participated mm -hmm. um, as where the wineries would send out wine to, to uh, some influencers, wine influencers in the local area. And we would have an interview and, and the, those of, you know, following us online would just taste the wines and, and tweet, you know, questions. And that really grew the following. So I think that might be it. Maybe that's why I'm, you know, often referred to as the Virginia wine person, and that has a blessing and a curse. I mean, really, you know, when you uh, write about other areas, um, like I just submitted a story on the Rhein-Hessen region of Germany, um, you know, people, I don't know that they take that too serious because you're kind of pigeonholed as the Virginia wine person, which is fine. I, I love the state. I think the wines here in, in the global context of wine are really underrated, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Um, Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Do you think, um, Frank, because the West Coast has had so many challenges with the fires and other disasters where people will start to look to different regions for their wine? I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, you know, I, I think after they've had some of these tragedies, it looks like the wine industry has rebounded pretty quickly, uh, you know, like from the fires. I think where Virginia strength lies, uh, in relative to other regions is that it's really interesting, you know, and it's it for a lot of um, consumers, it's the unknown, you know, um, and I think that people are always looking for something new and interesting. They always retreat to what they know, but um, they'll venture out and just looking for something really interesting. I think that could be Virginia's strength is like, oh, I keep hearing about Virginia wine, you know, and, and, and I want to try it. I don't know, maybe that that could. I, I think what's going to um, have an impact is the crisis we're currently going through now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, obviously the hospitality industry has been gutted in just three weeks. Um, that's, it's awful to see what has happened and wineries are struggling right now. And, you know, now we have a stay at home order that's in place until uh, June 10th. I don't know what that's going to do to the local industry, but I think 
when, when we're on the other side of this, we're going to emerge and there's a lot of rebuilding that needs to happen in the hospitality, in all industries, but hospitality and wine. But I think what that could do is strengthen local e-tourism. You know, people, you know, from D.C., from Virginia saying, I'm going to get back out and really support my local businesses. I think that's really going to help the, the Virginia wine industry. I could be wrong, but I think that Virginia is going to rebound very, very fast. Mm. You hosted an event a few weeks ago. I forgot who it was with, but you were interviewing someone. You wanted to know how we as the industry could help wineries and local businesses during this time. Uh, could you give us a, like a recap on that? Yeah. So uh, several weeks ago, um, I had a, I think it was Friday, March 13th. Uh, I had a call, a phone call, a winemaker called me. Like I, I touch base a lot of winemakers and winery owners um, just to see how they're doing, to say, hey, what's going on? I'm writing this article. Can we talk? And uh, this uh, winery owner was was in a in just in a difficult spot. He he just was like, hey, we are barely hanging on, you know, by our by our fingernails, and uh, if if we're closed for too much longer, another you know month or so, um, we're we may not make it. I'm like, wow, that's mm. that's that's really real. Uh, and this is a, a family winery. Um, so the next day I uh, set up a virtual Virginia wine chat. Uh, I just said, you know what, every night of the week, Monday through Thursday, I'm going to interview a winemaker, stream it live through Facebook live, you know, let them put the link out uh, ahead of time to their, you know, on their Facebook page and their social media channels. Maybe that'll be a way for them to connect with consumers. And if, if they want, they can sell, you know, wine. They're still doing curbside pickups. Some of the wineries are doing, uh, uh, you know, home delivery, and that'll give the wineries a chance to, connect with the consumers, stay connected with them, maybe sell a little bit of wine uh, and get their message out. It was 30 minute chats, Monday through Thursday. Um, and they, they've really grown. We've had 800, 900 views, a thousand views on those. And so winemakers have been really appreciative. I don't know what else to do really. I, you know, I've bought a lot of wine from local wineries like, like everyone has, but I'm one person. But if you can, you know, um, have one of these virtual chats to amplify their, their messages and, and help raise awareness because um, you know, right now, unlike any other time, is the time to buy local. I, you know, we talked, I love Beaujolais, you all love Gamay. I, I love Sauvignon. you know, I love a good Chinon, but now is the time to buy local. I, it just is. Our farmers, our hospitality industry, they need us. They need our dollars. Um, and so I started that virtual Virginia wine chat just as a way to, you know, maybe uh, help raise awareness. I, I don't know how much good or, or, it has done. I don't know that it's done any bad, but it's. I think it's done some good. A lot of. I talked to a winemaker today. She said, "Oh my gosh, we sold um, twelve uh, bundles. They put together like a, a a wine bundle for their chat." She was, "Oh, we sold twelve in a day. That's very good." I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, that is yes, yeah, that's nice. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I, I winemakers appreciate it, and that's great. I I, yeah. I appreciate the fact that they they appreciate it. And of course, Saturday night, this past Saturday night, we had um, open that bottle of Virginia wine night. Um, and that was something that really grew. Uh, after I announced that, I think it was on March 20th, I announced, oh, we're going to do um, open that Virginia, open that bottle of Virginia wine night. And that was a play on, or a twist on um, open that bottle night, which was started by Dorothy yes. Gutierrez and John mm -hmm. Brecher in the year 2000. So 20 years ago, they were so forward thinking. They started that. Everybody participates. It's probably one of the most popular uh, you know, wine events in the world today uh, that, you know, brings people together. And I just, you know, I met them last February 
And I said, hey, I'd love to do one of these for Virginia. And, and they got they got right on board. They were like, we support that. And that's who they are, right? They're so supportive and generous. Um, and it opened that bottle of Virginia wine night, totally grew. I mean, it was adopted by other regions. It was uh, made into a larger open that local wine night, which I think was awesome. It, it Yeah. It, that was Saturday night. We had a, a live stream with our secretary of agriculture and forestry, and that was 2,000 people watched Whoa. live Saturday night. That's pretty nice. nice. Yeah, it was awesome. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And you are working, Frank. Oh my gosh. Don't call <laughs> work because I haven't got paid yet. <laughs> this this is way, charity. If, if you're watching, please write down my PayPal number here. Whatever you prefer. Frank at Cash App. Yeah. No, I don't know. I it's yeah, it it's it is a labor of love. It's very time consuming because we've looked at I've looked at buying land. Yeah, I, I went to the Shenandoah Valley and several times and have found, you know, pieces of land saying, boy, this would be a great, um, uh, you know, plot of land for a small uh, heirloom apple orchard and some vines. I'd love to plant Chardonnay and Cap Franc. And uh, uh, it was a good decision not to buy that piece of land. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I don't know. Yeah, people ask us all the time, oh, are we going to open up a restaurant, wine bar or a winery? They Absolutely do. I'm not. like, that is literally the Absolutely. last thing I'm thinking of yeah. Absolutely ever not. in my life. Like, yeah. it's a full, absolutely not, not a wine bar, not two mm -mm. rows of vines, like, not none of it. Nope, none of it. <laughs> um, speaking of wine, what has everybody been drinking? Wine. Uh, well, we know that. Gin <laughs> and tonics. That's been keeping me together. <laughs> Did you drink something good over the weekend? Oh, oh, a Prosecco. That was fantastic. What did you say? I had a um, Spriso from Spriso Winery. I always have trouble saying their name. And they're um, not too far from uh, Veneto. And, you know, they're one of the hard hit regions. They were, they've been on lockdown since like wow. the end of February. Right. And uh, um, it's a Prosecco DOC, and it's one that they use the Charmat method for, so the tank method to make it, and they do that for eight months before mm. they do the bottling. Wow. So, who owns that Delicious, wine? very crisp, um, excellent fruit flavors, the bubbles, smaller bubbles, but still very persistent. Nice. Delicious. Mm, nice. Yeah. Well, I'm back on the bottle <laughs> you gotta be i don't know how people are trying to make it through this quarantine situation without it some people are like no i'm gonna be dry i'm like this you know you're gonna jump off the roof don't <laughs> no i have to i have to go and see what's in stock because i didn't even buy anything i was doing that uh detox mm. so but there's always mail order i was gonna oh. say you have to get some delivery sis <laughs> the, the, the first among us to crack are those who don't drink. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those ones who go on outside. Yeah. They can't shelter in place without any alcohol. Like yeah. it's, it's, a dumb, it's a dumb idea. <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's, you know, I mean, obviously everything in moderation, but, you know, I, I work out every day. I mean, of course you can tell, I'm sure. <laughs> it's the <laughs> scarf that's hiding it. The scarf is hiding it. All yeah. the muscles. <laughs> I gotta maintain this. Um, no, but seriously, everybody laughs at that. Why is that? When I, um, so anyway, I. But you have to exercise and you have to have a, a glass of wine at night, right? To just yeah. 
you know, while you're watching that new Netflix series, Tiger King, is that what it oh is? Oh my God. Oh my God, what a disaster that it's is. Insane. Don't tell me what's happening. I'm not watching it yet because I'm watching oh. Ozark. Ozark mm. Oh, me too. I am yeah. doing the, I'm only on season two of Ozark. Oh. Girl, yeah. So I'm trying yeah. to I'm trying to watch Come them as us. fast as possible. Uh, oh, oh, you don't mind Netflix. Girl, you, you know somebody with an account, so just go ahead and use mm-hmm. account password. I know all y'all. Y'all didn't give them up, so I, I, <laughs> I might I might use mine. It ain't my account. I can't share. It ain't mine. So I'll be giving it to you. Someone just put your Netflix you account right, in the comments. Right. <laughs> Back Listen, to find somebody with an original account. It's only like 10 people in the world. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Tanisha, what's in your glass? Are those those um, cubes that you freeze? Yes, because I was drinking wine and it wasn't cold. And so I'm like, okay, if I put those in there, it'll chill the wine and then it won't dilute it. So. Exactly. I've never used those before. Only in like whiskey rocks. Did it work? Is it is the wine chilled? Yes, it was chilled. When it was still in the glass, yes. Huh? <laughs> it is now. Would you say, Frank? Did you do you taste any plastic from those when you put them in? Is there any? I don't, and that's why I was actually taste testing them out because this is the first time I use it with wine. I usually use okay. it with cocktails or mm. you know. Oh, okay. But no, it did not taste plastic, and I was I, I was really looking for that to see if I tasted that, but no. Okay. Cool. Glennis, what you been drinking? Um. Well, let's see, you know. Grandma, yeah. Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> she knows, yeah, that is. That was for you, Leslie. Thank that, you. Yeah, see, she got me back. <laughs> um, love her. Um, I started drinking one night. I, I had my Cremont, because you know I love Cremont, the St. Mm-hmm. Hill from Lemu, which is my all-time oh, favorite. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Then at another virtual, because you know what? These virtual Zoom things with your friends, uh-huh. you, yeah. you could end up drinking every day. I had to tell them, I can't do this. Yeah, yeah my liver my liver said give. Um, then when I was online with you all, I had the um, sparkling Shiraz from mm-hmm. Paringa. And today from um, by Montez, I'm drinking, can y'all see Ooh. that? Oh, I love Pure Montez. Mm-hmm. Nice. Very nice. This one is 92% Carmenere and 8% Petite Bordeaux. And it's delicious. It's jammy. Yum. Oh, oh. it's just, it's, it's phenomenal. So, good value. Good value to me. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Oh, very much so. Well, especially yeah. good value since this was um, given to me. See, <laughs> that's <laughs> <laughs> There you have it. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm removing your only check mark for that level of honesty. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Frank is keeping score. He's crazy. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> but you know, uh-oh, that's a check mark. That sounds like a check mark to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, Tanisha, okay. I cannot be the only one with check marks. That's right. right. Oh, so, my gosh. It's way out in front, y'all, so don't worry. But. Uh, <laughs> All right. So I have another question. Can I ask? Can I ask a question? Go for it. So earlier uh, yesterday, so I, I took a day of leisure yesterday. Day of leisure. It was supposed nice. to be Sunday a, fun day. Yeah, it was supposed to be a day of labor of spreading mulch in the yard. I said, you know, I got up 
and I made an executive decision that today is just going to be a day of leisure. And we just kind of slothed around a little bit, um, did some chalk art, things like that. And I was um, Skyping, you know, with a friend of mine who is an avid drinker and um, we're just trading old war stories. And we got to our a discussion we had had years ago, like we are each other's one phone call. You know, like if you're ever, like I'm unlikely ever to get arrested, but you never know. Like things right. crazy at wine bars, like you don't know when you're going to have to jump in. <laughs> and so, you know, you never know. Like you could get, a, you know, so we have our okay. one phone call person. Like if I'm ever arrested or if he's ever arrested, we are each other's one phone call. Like you can't, I can't call my wife because there's all of this. Oh, I'm so disappointed in you. What you, <laughs> right. you don't need to go through that at that time. Right. Like, yeah. Who's going to watch the kids? Like it's too much. Yeah. You're such a bad influence. Like all of that stuff you have to put up with if you call your spouse. But then if you have a per your person, like there's no questions asked. Where are you? I will bail you out right away. Right. No judgment. And we'll just go drink it off. Right. So like you have your person. So do you, each of you, do you have that person in your life that you say, you know what, if it ever goes down and I'm ever arrested, I've got this person that says, no matter what, you're getting bailed out. And there's no judgment. Like you don't have to explain it away. You're not a disappointment. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Several, several of those. Okay, but you've got an agreement, right? You've got like, okay, you're my, yeah, we, my one we've, call. We've actually, yeah, we've actually discussed this thing. Like, okay, listen, if I get arrested, one, I'm going to need to call you to translate because things are going to be happening in moving parts. I can't sign any paperwork until you arrive. And so they're like, okay, I got you. And I'm like, and I also know that you usually have money, so. I was getting ready to say. <laughs> you yes. also need to have money. That's yes. You can't have no poor people on the be your one call. You probably yeah. like, you know what? No. Girls to 29, feel sorry I ain't for got you, it. But that's no. it. Mm -mm. Yeah. No, you put them on a prayer list because they will break. <laughs> <laughs> they thoughts and prayers. So. <laughs> they will so start they, a GoFundMe. A GoFundMe. my person might be Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> no. Leslie, do you know this? Do you approve? I approve. Serena. All right. Well, All right. We got it. It's, it's recorded. Wow. So I think we've all, we've all really, I, I feel as if we've really connected here today over all of this, <laughs> this talk of getting arrested. And I mean, our relationships have got, like Tanisha, from here on out, our Twitter DMs are going to be so much more better and lively. You think so? <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm probably not. But I'd love to be yeah. positive in these calls. I mean, after you, you know, um, gave me the cold shoulder in France this last time, I don't know. Oh, oh. what oh. happened there? Did Frank not tell you about oh, how no. you went on a full on wine and cheese tour and lived his best life? I'm seeing pictures on Instagram. I was like, Frank, that looks like Paris. <laughs> huh. you know, and not even just looks like Paris. I actually know who's giving your class. Like, what? what oh, are, oh, I know her. Are you, are you here? How awkward was that? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for acknowledging. I'm like, um, hey, Veronica. That is like, that is like, uh, hey, my Jennifer. I know them both. 
Oh, right, and they're both fantastic. Uh, yeah, that is <laughs> not so- Not to say you're not, but. <laughs> no. They're cheese experts, and they are a beast when it comes to cheese. Like, oh, their God. knowledge of cheese and the way it is produced and um, made and the cows and what they eat and the amount of sunlight and the cheese from this cow tastes one way in the spring and tastes another way in the winter. I'm like, so listen, um, how much is that brie? Like, that's really all I am trying to figure out. Exactly. They, they go in. Yeah, they're really good. That was so crazy. Frank was in good hands. Yeah, no, that was an amazing experience. Um, a, a friend of mine who had been there with Jennifer had recommended, you got to go see Jennifer. Um, and we tasted, I think it was 11 cheeses, which, and these weren't like little, ta- they give you a lot of cheese. Yeah. I, I will tell you, I, like, I have a very um, picky digestive system. And 11 cheeses is a lot. That's a lot of cheese. Right? 11 cheeses will have you feeling away. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot. I have a very picky digestive system. and Even if you don't, 11 cheeses will have your body. Mm. Bloop, bloop. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But you'll get used to it over time. But. Yeah, that's a lot of cheese to get used to, but yeah. But I'm sorry I missed you there. That was I. But you know what? Because we tried to connect in in Verona. Remember that? And, and, yeah, we missed it in Italy because my train was late, so it was a whole. Right. See, I'm like, oh, you get one chance every six months. I don't know. I, mean, what, what? I know. <laughs> <laughs> now it's gonna be another two years because no one can go anywhere. My goodness. Right. I, mm. I don't know what to make. Hopefully, all the- it won't knock on wood. It won't be that long. But mm. listen, because I'm trying to get this ticket for August to come to the states. Okay. Hmm. So, but I don't know how that's about to work out. It's wow. super cheap, though. Yeah, it I, it's going to be cheap. Yeah, I'm sure. Right. And hopefully, maybe I don't know if you can buy it, and the airline will give if if you can't come, the airline will give you the credit. You get it at a cheap rate, and yeah. they'll mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. yeah, they'll do the credit thing. Hmm. Yeah, they're pretty flexible right now because I, th- I think they're being nice because they're going to need a big bailout when this is all. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. How about yep. they just pull themselves up by their bootstraps? <laughs> how about they use well, all the damn fees? Use it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. I bail out people. No sense for what they're charging for bags and all these extra security fees, not security fees, but all those other fees that and when you look at the tickets, like, wait a minute. This ticket to Europe was only six hundred dollars. A thousand and five is taxes and fees. What mm. is going on? Mm. And you only what six inches between you and the seat in front of you? No. Hey, right. Exactly. You sitting there like this. <laughs> That's why we had the big argument about should you put your seat back or not. Exactly. And then did you see that when they asked? They said, um, "You should. You should, before you put your seat back, you need to ask the person behind." Them. I didn't ask the person behind, could I take this money out of my damn bank account to pay y'all? <laughs> That's what I did do. That's why I'm not asking. Now, I'll look and see, like, job, okay, do you have, man. like, a hot drink on your tray, or do you have your laptop up? I'll look and see that. Right. I'm not asking you a thing. Well, damn, <laughs> this thing go back this far. How's that bothering you? Right! And you know what? People have, like, this full comfort. It's like, up, oh, recline. Right <laughs> you know, some people like, are like know. almost in your lap because sometimes the seats are broken. So I will put my knees up. Oh, you one of those? Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Oh, now and the know. seat will not recline. Now, because sometimes, the, like you have, say you have your laptop on the tray table, 
Yeah. Next thing you know, it's in your chest. Like you mm-hmm. were like this, looking at your laptop. Yeah. Yeah, I'll look back to see if that's the case, and then I'll, you know, just kind of ease back so they'll know, like, okay, I'm coming back, like, move all your stuff, pull it together. Right. I'll right. just be like, and we going back. No. But if you don't have nothing on that tray, <laughs> going back. You going back. Wow. <laughs> okay, sorry, that took a turn. We were talking about travel. Right, right, right. That really. I, there's so many strong opinions about this. Let's explore your feelings. <laughs> and that's how it was when it came out, when that whole situation happened. People were feeling so strong. And I was very surprised that people got that, like, up in arms or that, like, amped about it. I was like, oh, wow. I mean, I had strong feelings, but I didn't realize everyone else did as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the biggie. Wow. I, geez, that's... <laughs> Frank's like, I don't even know what y'all talking about. I'd be in the front of the plane. I see. Oh, okay. Oh, stop. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what this conversation is about. What? He's like, it's nobody around me for miles. Stop. <laughs> I don't even know what. I stretch both arms out. I touch no one. I don't know. I don't even know what those heads are doing behind the curtain. I don't know what goes on back there. It's like, I'm actually at the top of the plane. I walk upstairs and then I get on that part. I don't know. Anybody know? Does anybody else know how funny Tanisha is when she has three drinks? Well, now we know. <laughs> so let me let me just tell you a story. I think that's like three checks. I think that's a smooth three checks. Well, I, I just wanted you to know where you all stand on the check marks. Oh my god! Where am I? Look, oh, four checks. So, I, so if I may share a story about Tanisha, the last time I did see her in Paris, remember that? So. I'm like, hey, it'd be great to catch up. Let's hang out. Let's go get a drink. Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. Uh, what did you do? And so it's like, you know, I like I I am a I'm a very lightweight drinker. I, you know, we uh, I drink maybe a glass and I'm I'm fine. That's all I need. And when I go to a tasting, like a, a tasting, there was the uh, at the Louvre, uh, at the the you know, conference area that's at the Louvre, there was a big uh, independent vignettes um, tasting. And so Tanisha it's was called there. a grand tasting, just to give you some context. It's called <laughs> Le Grand Tasting. Carry on, Frank. And Tanisha went at it like it was a grand tasting. And uh, <laughs> I went at it like, okay, I'm just going to go around. I didn't see you there, but I, you know, you said, oh, I'm, I, was, I was like, oh, I was there. I wish we, wish we had caught up, but we're going to get together for a drink. And we were supposed to go to Le Verole. They uh, were booked up. So we went around to that natural wine bar. And when she got there, you may have had a few drinks already. <laughs> <laughs> and, you and may or you, may not have had a few drinks already. Oh, man. I'm afraid of what that looked like because you can't really tell if you're drunk or not. So you're a pretty, you're a heavyweight when it comes to drinking. So what gave her away, Frank? <laughs> is this recorded? This is recorded, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Or what didn't give her away. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> Well, I mean, it was first of all when when I could see her through the glasses, she was just like dancing outside or something, and I'm like, "There's some music going out there." There was no music, which is fine. It's fine if you've got music in here that you're lighting the world up, right? You're. It you're, was in my heart, Frank, because I was coming to see you. That's what it was. It okay, was. I fought that initially. I fought that, and uh, then she came in and. You know, like, okay, in a crowded bar, you kind of work your way through the, the crowd. You're, like, sidestepping. There was no one in there, and she was sidestepping. 
And then I think she said, where's the railing? Like grabbing for something. <laughs> He may be embellishing a bit. <laughs> so anyway, no. So we, we, we chit chat, we're talking. And I said, well, let's get a little snack. She goes, okay, I want a boiled egg. <laughs> no, no, that's not what happened. No, that's not it. Who no. goes to a wine bar and orders a boiled egg? <laughs> no, that's not it. That's not how the story goes. Oh my God. So this is how that part actually went. So there's a dish here called of mayonnaise. And so it's it's like the devil eggs. And oh, then it oh. comes with like a little salad. So I ordered that, but they brought out a rack with boiled eggs on it and a side of mayonnaise. I was like, this is not what I, I don't, this, mm -mm, this so that is what happened. So still a boiled egg came out. So was it a <laughs> because like why would you have boiled eggs on a menu at a wine bar? Like that doesn't even make sense. I guess I'm just gonna have boiled eggs. No, it was supposed to be deviled eggs. That's what I thought I was ordering. I I thought it was stranger that you ordered a boiled egg than the fact that they had one on there. I thought I mean they brought out this I, at first I'm like, is she kidding me? She ordered a boiled egg because I thought you said oof duh, which is you know, kind of boiled egg. I'm like, who carries boiled eggs to wine bar <laughs> at 11 o'clock at night? And who orders them? I mean, it's like, it's like when you go to 7-Eleven and you see those sausages <laughs> at like two o'clock in the morning and it's just, right. it, who orders these? I was <clears> expecting <throat> it to be a different dish, not just a solid boiled egg on a rack. Because <laughs> why does a wine bar have that anyway? Like, oh, who is eating just a regular boiled egg and peeling it at a wine bar? Wine doesn't go with eggs. We've all talked about this before. But oh, man. That's, that's my story. So Frank and I joke now uh, about having eggs when we go to bars. Because oh, no, no, no. We joke about you having eggs when we go to bars. <laughs> well, yeah. We, we joke about that. Yeah. So anyways, I thought that was very funny. I, I have carried It was that. hilarious yes. then. Yes. And it's funny now. That's something I actually still laugh at now. So sometimes people are like, oh, it's going to be funny later. No, it's not funny. And what the best well, part is different. it brought this rack. It was a rack and it was egg sitting on it and you could pick your egg. Mm. And then they wow. take the rack back with all the eggs on it. And then they came out with some mayonnaise. And you're a very discerning egg picker. You were really going through the racks just trying to find the right one. I really Because at that point, I thought that's what I was supposed to do. I'm like, so <laughs> is this... Like, I thought it was a joke. I'm like, so let me look like I know what I'm doing here. And like, this is what I meant to order because I'm professional. And this is what we're, you know, what we're going to do. So, so was the premise you were going to make your own deviled egg since they had the I didn't think I had to. I thought it was supposed to be a devil. I didn't think it was a DIY. <laughs> I didn't have the capacity to DI or Y. Oh my God. So. I don't know what happened, but it was... <laughs> funny <laughs> i'm like if frank could have just took me to a normal place and i could have just got some fries and some uh, buffalo wings like we would have been fine but frank wanted to be fancy schmancy yeah um, go to natural wine bar that was a good bar i bet you it's not there anymore but it was fantastic no it's still there i actually don't live well i mean you know it's closed now but um yeah no it still exists it's not far from where i live now so i'll go back and read the menu again and be like so what was that order? yeah that was a strange thing i've never seen boiled eggs at a at a wine bar before i thought that was rather unique 
So it can't even completely be my fault. Like, why do y'all have this on the menu? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> yes. So, Frank, we're coming You're to the second part of our show, Frank. Oh, okay. So, we have some random questions to ask you. And it's for everybody, if you have an answer. All right. What is the first thing you're going to do when this is all over and we are all free? Go everything outside. Is, everything is open. You can go anywhere. Where, what are you doing? Going to get a haircut. What? Okay. Yeah, I definitely think the first thing I'm doing is getting my nails done. Okay. Depends on the day. Hmm. Because if it's in the middle of the week and they're saying, y'all asses got to go back to work and go in the office, guess where I'm going? Hmm. I'm going in the office. Hmm. So if it's the weekend, I agree with Tanisha, probably a mani-pedi hmm. would be the first thing. Yeah, I don't care what day it is. I'm going to get my nails done first. And also, real talk, I think like the first day, I might still be hesitant. I might let everybody yeah. go out first. Yeah. Try right. it out and see. Like, y'all go breathe on each other, see if the numbers spike, and then I'm going to um, come out mm -hmm. the next day. Sure. I'm going to let y'all have at it. Like, you know, when they release software, it be stuff wrong with it. Them iPhones, it be something wrong with them at first. So I'm going to let y'all get their first batch of fresh air, Ooh. and then I'm going to mm. come back out after that. Yeah. Use the same hygiene methods. That's why I'm going to work. I ain't mess with them. Mm. I can't. Well, I mean, I use hygiene. Everybody else doesn't. That's true. Yeah. That's why you can't touch stuff. Yeah. You don't touch anything. Not but yeah, nail salon. That's my answer. Okay. I'm saying salon. It's a girl apartment. You want yeah. to get my nails? Leslie, what about you? I'm getting my roots done. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Got to get to the root of it. Exactly. Um, I'm going to a restaurant and I'm eating like three courses because I've been cooking like every day. Right. Which mm -hmm. I don't, I like, I like to cook, but like some days it's like, not nah, I, I just want to show up and like, sit down somewhere. Yeah. Somebody yeah. else make like me like a drink. You like to cook though. You like to cook though. So I, I do. Think that would be a thing, but. Uh, but it's still nice to be catered to, mm. you know, yes. like, you know, so. Yeah. I'm overcooking. <sighs> I mean, I'm cooking for myself and it's great. And I'm, you know, excited. Like, okay, I can mm -hmm. do this. I'm over it. I don't yeah. want to eat my food yeah. for a little while. Like, like I'm not even going to happy hour. I'm going to a table with a tablecloth and I'm <laughs> ordering all the things. Yeah. <laughs> Seven courses. Yes, please. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm -hmm. Chef's menu. Yep. yep. That's yep. me. With wine yep. pairings. Absolutely. Yep. All in. Mm. That's funny. Oh, what are you drinking? Oh, I need to ask you. What is that? Uh, I'm drinking a French 75, but it's oh. but it's a little dark because um, it's a little dark because I make simple syrup with brown sugar, and so oh, okay. I use the I use the um, Hennessy pure white as the spirit. Oh, oh. and then just wow. top it off. Top okay, because Hennessy white goes with everything. We just I mean, learned that. You know, it's good. It's good. <laughs> I believe very you. good. Yeah. Okay, what is your what was your least favorite food as a kid, and do you like or hate that food now? Oh, that's easy. Tanisha, did you want to say boiled egg or no? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I've liked boiled eggs my whole life. It's been a thing for me. I love them. They're healthy. It is a great source of protein. <laughs> Take that, Frank Morgan. <laughs> 
Oh, Jesus, that's hilarious. Oh, gosh. All right, one more for you. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> My least favorite food, and I still do not eat it to this day, is liver because the Me liver yeah. takes toxins out of whatever body host it's hooked up to, and I'm not eating that shit. Mm. No. That okay. pixie, not, not, and no. Oh, I'll eat a liver. Mm-hmm. Mm. I love mm. chicken livers. My God. Mm-hmm. Love it. They're done, they're done <laughs> properly. Some gravy and some onions. I'll have some more, please. <laughs> My dog loved them when I was a child. I had a, uh, she was like a light tan cockapoo. And my mother put, and I hated spinach as a child, but I can eat spinach now. So she would do the liver and the spinach and some starch. And my dog loved it. So I was like, okay, this house going to work. Get under the table. She would get under the table. She would, I would just feed her all the liver. And, <laughs> and one time, her crazy self came out from under the table and had the gravy. And she was oh like, my God. gravy. I was oh. like, didn't I tell you get back under the table? <laughs> <laughs> Thank God my mother had walked out. So I'm like, Get it with a napkin, trying to get the liver out the oil, the spoils in the trash. Shiesty, shiesty. Yeah, that would be me. Don't make me eat something I don't like. You know, y'all know. Anybody. Oh, we know. No. We know. Because you'll bring your own food somewhere. How about mm-hmm. hey, this is an all inclusive? I brought my own snacks. <laughs> I don't know where. I don't, I, don't know where I don't know where y'all been doing. What y'all been No, not having, not eating that. <laughs> I think my food would be Brussels sprouts. Like, oh, as sure. a child, I thought those things were gross because mm. everybody steamed them. But now, yeah. since people fry them and saute yeah. them, they're delicious. Yeah. But steamed? No, steamed, they actually are nasty. They are gross. It's like, how can you make it's them this cabbages. nasty? Yeah. Miniature cabbages. Gross. No, but like uh, steamed cabbage is okay. But like steamed Brussels sprouts, they're slimy. And they, they have boil no them. Flavor. Yeah, they boil yeah. the flavor out of them. So it's yeah. more the consistency than the flavor for you then. No, the flavor's gross. You Oh, mm. that means they're not seasoning you. Seasoning. Yeah. Oh, I love Brussels. Me too. Mm. I mean, I love them now, but <clears throat> when they were steamed before, because that's how everybody always prepared them. No, they were gross like that. Mm. Mm. Okay. Frank, what is yours? No, I, I, I'm one. I, I'm a no liver person. I've hated it as a kid, and I, I mm. can't stand it now. It's just a horror. I just, ugh, it's so terrible. No matter what you do to it, right? I mean, Glenn, exactly. Yeah. So not even like pate. No, duck liver. Oh my god, that's so good. Like pate. Pat, pate and champagne. Y'all better I shut love up. pate, but not mm. that. Not the champagne. Well, you can have mm. all the pate. Mm. It's got to be really good pate because it, you know, pate gets funky quick. You have to have a really good pate. You cannot skimp on pate. It's got to be the, it's got to be good. And, and I, you know what, I'm with the Tanisha on the Brussels sprouts as a kid, man, I couldn't stand them, but now I love them, shred them up and throw them with a little bacon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Leslie, did you say it was? No, oh, asparagus. You love or hate him? Kid. Mm-hmm. But now I love it. I yeah. think it's knowing how to prepare it. 
Mm -hmm. I said, there's a thing. No Sauvignon Blanc, no asparagus. There's a mm -hmm. thing. Going oh, here. No, sure. but I like asparagus now. I didn't like it as a kid. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got you. But um, no Sauvignon Blanc. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, mine was eggs. I did not like eggs um, really? as a kid. And I didn't like the texture of them when they were scrambled. I definitely didn't like them fried, but probably, probably in my late twenties, um, like Alan made fried eggs. I was like, huh, look at that. So I watched him eat them with like, um, turkey sausage and a toast. Like, huh, that looks good. Let me try it. And so I tried it and I was sold. I was like, ooh, I like fried eggs now. I like it. Yeah. And also, I still don't like any hot cereals except for grits. So I don't eat cream of wheat or oatmeal. I don't like the texture of those. The texture. But, but mm. grits, I can mm -hmm. have. Yeah. Mm. Huh. How interesting. <laughs> With the yogurt. What'd you say? With the yogurt. With the yogurt. The what, grits the with yogurt. the yogurt. Oh, sure, sure. Yes, mm -hmm. with Greek yogurt. Yes, sure. Yes. What emoji do you use the most? Uh, the one with the face is like, oh. I looked. I Tanisha, I looked away. Will you do that just one more time? No. <laughs> Watch the replay. Watch the replay. Okay. Watch the replay. <laughs> Mm. Was the replay, but that's my most used emoji. Uh, mine, the eye roll one. <laughs> I want to use that more, but yeah, it's it's so fitting. This is mine. Oh yeah, I like yeah. that. One. Yeah, very good. I know that emoji. It's spot on. Yes. Yeah. Good job. I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> Leslie, um, I like the the um. The crying tears, the tears, laughing. Okay. 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 All right. All right. Cool. That's Frank. Frank, did you say you say it right? Am I Frank? You know, I, I'm debating. Like, I, I came here. I wasn't sure how much to share, but Frank. You know, um, Let it's it just out. between us, Frank. Okay, mm -hmm. okay that, that's good. So if I'm uh, emojiing or texting or whatever it is with other people, I always use the two champagne glasses. Cheers, because. Oh. Everybody gets that they like it. If I text my wife and I text a lot, I mean, once she she loves me a lot, and, and you know, during her day, um, you know, she's at her office. She's got to go to office, uh, and so you know, she's there and seeing clients and things. And um, we've always texted a lot, and so I always use the eggplant uh, emoji. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I did not see that coming. <laughs> At all. At all. <laughs> no way, shape, or form was I ready for that. Wow. That just made all my right, day. Frank, Go, Frank. All right, Frank. You can, you can return to the show, Frank. You win. You, can come. you win. Two hands emoji. Right. <sighs> right. Right. A bravo. Mm. Yes. <laughs> right. See that? So oh, my God. Return. That was, that was unexpected. Damn. Damn. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> well any more questions? I yes, we just got two more. Just two more. Okay. okay. Do y'all have a bucket list? Do you have a bucket list? And what was the last thing that you checked off if you do? 
Ooh. Yes. And it's been a while since I've checked something off. So I'm, give me a second on what, what I've checked off. Okay. Frank, you have one? A bucket list item that I've checked off recently. Oh my gosh. No, I don't think that, not one that I've checked off recently. Um, yeah. No, I, I, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Not one that I've checked off. I know. I need to go revisit my bucket list now mm-hmm. that you say that. Yeah. I need to actually write it down. It's in my head. Right. But the thing I have the most written, it's not even recent. That was years ago. Like riding a hot air balloon was on mine. And oh, I've done nice. that, but that was so long ago. Mm. That's like the last thing I can remember doing for my list. That was a minute ago. <clears throat> wow. Mm, that's terrible. Mm. Okay. You kind of caught me on that. Let's not end yeah. on that note. God. Yeah. <laughs> right. One more question. I don't Let's really you have one. I don't, I don't really have a bucket list because my thing is I don't like the behavior associated with bucket lists. Like what if you don't like meet all the needs on your list and then it does something to your confidence and then it's like a whole thing. So, um, I don't really have one, but something that I've always wanted to do was drink on a boat. And I did that last May in Cancun. Nice. That was it. Yeah. Wow. I would have taken you on the spirit of Washington. Oh, girl. <laughs> girl. And she would have got that you. She'd have bought you the picture. She'd have bought you the picture you take when you get on and everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she'd have got you a photo to commemorate me and in Paige. front of a life raft. In front of the life raft. Yes. <laughs> oh, girl. Oh, how old am I? <laughs> that is funny. Well, Not like you've never been on that boat before, girl. Yeah. <laughs> mm, you ain't missing. I nothing. think my bucket list. Well, I, I, I tend to agree with Sarita. I don't have per se a bucket list, but I do have places that I want to see. Mm. And the last place that I definitely wanted to see um, that I did check off was 2016 for my birthday. It was Monaco. Ooh, so, yeah. And that whole part of the South of France. So. Nice. But Monaco was definitely a check mark. So, and a highlight. Nice area. Yay. Yay. <clears throat> okay, Frank, this last question is for you. Yes, I like Who this. would you rather drink with? Larry David, Chelsea Handler, Trevor Noah, or Jimmy Fallon? No question, Larry David. Absolutely. <laughs> How did I know that? <laughs> There's no question. That guy, you would just live a whole lifetime with over drinks with that guy. Can you imagine getting him drunk? I mean, he's oh, already yeah. probably amazing. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He's the type of guy you take into a French wine bar that orders a boiled egg. I'm like, hey, <laughs> no doubt. I just finished Curb Your Enthusiasm the, the last season. Oh. And there's this one episode where he wants people to he wants people to stay away from him. So he started wearing the red make yeah. make America great again hat. And yeah. people would like disperse everywhere he went. I was like, this dude is a fool. Yeah. He is really yes. crazy. And he's Jewish. He's a Jewish guy. So, yeah. It's, uh, anyway. He's hilarious. He yeah. is absolutely hilarious, man. Yeah. That guy is just, in fact, by the way, I just ordered my very own Latte Larry's t-shirt and <gasps> coffee mug. You did? I didn't know they were selling stuff. Yeah. Don't you get one? 
do not. I like to be the old. I like to be. Oh, old. Frank! Don't go in there ordering mm -hmm. one now. Whatever. I just I'm want to do it just record on this. Well, what color is yours? You'll get a different color. It's blue with white type on it. Okay, so mm -hmm. she'll get a white one with blue type. There you go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Frank, tell everybody where they can follow you and your blog. So I hope everyone will follow, will follow each other. Uh, so on uh, just uh, online, I'm drinkwhatyoulike.com. Drink on Instagram, drinkwhatyoulike. Uh, Twitter, drinkwhatyoulike, but with a U. Twitter had the, I couldn't get enough characters in the name. The name is too big. I'm too wordy, something like that. So I hope we connect. Um, but I have a question for you. Don't we can't end like this. I want to ask you a question. All what right. Okay. Ask away. Well, I've already asked no, clearly the emoji thing. I was going to ask about the eggplant emoji, but I'm not going to ask that now. Um, so. I cannot, cannot, cannot. I don't know. I mean, you asked, right? This is a, this is a friends here. I mean, you know. We should have told you this was a family show. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, and by the way, it's honestly true. So I'm curious what everybody's, re I love, I love books. Um, I, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I kind of felt like one of the, my callings was to be a librarian because I really do, you know, love books. I, I visit bookstores wherever I go um, in the world. I mean, you know, obviously where you live in, in Shakespeare and Company, I love, I love that. But some of the older French bookstores too, I really dig those. Sure. Right now, I'm, I'm reading two books. One is a more serious book and then one is like the nightstand. Uh, it's kind of lighthearted book. So the more serious, like I'm learning something, is called Empire of the Summer Moon. Um, it's about the Comanches. I know embarrassingly little about American uh, uh, history, like like real history, not what you're, you're not glossed over school history, but like legitimate history. Which is this year is my year of actually like real history, like not you know glossed over in school. Um, and this is where I'm starting. It's by S.C. Gwynn. Um, it's called uh, Quantum Parker and the Rise and Fall of the Comanches, the most powerful Indian tribe in America. So really fantastic, like a historic book that is unbelievable. And then kind of my light read, the nightstand read is Provence 1970. Um, it's written by Luke Barr. And it, it um, is a, a, a recount of time with MF, MFK Fisher, Julia Child, James Beard. Um, they spent some time together in 1970 in Provence. And it's just a, a really light, really fascinating read and look into those individuals. Okay. What about you? What's going on with you? What are you, what are you reading to take your mind off all this craziness? Mm. Um, reading a very, very lighthearted uh, novel. Um, it's part of a series. The author is British. It's Sophie Kinsella and it's Shopaholic to the Stars. Um, it is several of them. It started off with Shopaholic and Shopaholic gets married. Shopaholic has a baby, you know, all these other things. Um, it was a movie uh two as well a while back but yeah reading and reading in quotes because i'm listening to it it's an audiobook that i got from the public library nice right before that i read a good one um such a fun age by oh gosh kylie kylie reed maybe is her name or something like that a very good book i like that a lot okay cool so, yeah i'm keeping it light because the other stuff i read is work related and Mm. heavy intense wine stuff and vines and grape growing so mm. we'll keep yeah. it light you gotta take yeah. a break from that mm -hmm. i am reading train wreck train wreck and it is a um book about how female pop stars 
have mm-hmm. kind of been put on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. Did she freeze? Yep. Okay. We'll come back to her. Okay. But she froze in a good spot. You know, sometimes people freeze yeah. and they face be looking like anything. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, that's not how you want to be frozen. <laughs> no, she froze very, <clears throat> very Leslie. Yeah. <laughs> when has she got a book? Um, I'm actually just getting ready to start. I love sci-fi. Mm. So I am reading Dan Brown's Origin is the next, well, the next one that I'm about to read because I've read all his other ones. So Dan, um, Dan Brown, The Origin which is supposed to be very good. Haven't started it yet, but I've been taking actually this time to sit back and relax because that's all I do for work is read regulations. So Mm. when I get home, it's just like, I don't want to read. Very lighthearted, just stuff, just that's going to capture my attention. It's like, oh, I don't want to put this down. And most of Dan Brown's books are like that for me. Mm. Um, Like Deception and all. Every time I read any of his books, it's like, oh my gosh. I don't want to finish it because I don't know when the next one's going to come out. So that's nice. fine. Um, I'm reading something kind of heavy right now. So that's why I have to, like, when I read it, I get mad. So I like read it and put it down, read it and put it down. Mm-hmm. But um, it's The Black Washingtonians. Oh, yeah. And it's a book released by the Smithsonian Eleanor Holmes Norton. And it right. just takes you through the histories of Black America on this side and their small steps to freedom. Um, and, uh, Ooh, uh, it's a little painful, but I get to see, um, a lot of like the schools in the area where their names came from, who they were named after. And that's pretty cool. So, right. Leslie, you're back. I'm sorry. Oh, it's train wreck. And it's about pop stars that are boosted and put on a pedal and then later, um, or, are become villains and we tear them down like the the whole rise and fall of Britney Spears and um and Whitney Houston Mm. and Amy Winehouse and just really how you don't look at how we invade their privacies and 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 people just make money off of their downfall it's really sad Yeah. Right, and then they just think, "Oh, that crazy woman," but she really wasn't crazy. Yeah. She right. there was a lot of stuff that led up to it. Yeah, yeah, so many things to say about that. Yeah, but that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. same. Well, this was fun. Wow, I I really feel Thanks, like Frank. a lot of progress <laughs> here today. <laughs> Boiled eggs, eggplants for <laughs> one call person. <laughs> I mean, I just want to know of all your other podcasts, you ever discussed this range of topics? Yes. No. Never. <laughs> well. <laughs> Never ever. Never have I ever. <laughs> oh my gosh. And by the way, I'm certain the next time you go to this grocery store, every time, you know what? Every time it was a mnemonic thing, right? I just planted a mnemonic. It's like <laughs> if, if you were looking for a yellow Jeep. You're suddenly you start seeing. Remember, every time you go to the grocery store and you see an eggplant, you know who you're thinking about. (laughs) That's not. That's absolutely not what I'm gonna do. A hundred and fifty-five percent chance that's not what I'm gonna do. Oh my god! Oh my god! On that note. (laughs) 
when you see that egg well, thanks emotion. for listening guys appreciate uh, those of you watching <laughs> hope you enjoyed it listen this is the first time i've had on lipstick in like three weeks so and mm -hmm. earring so you know get excited about it because who's wearing real clothes around the house Oh, before we go, we want to encourage everybody to watch Uncorked on Netflix. Yeah, yeah it was released on yeah. Friday and it was really, really good. They did a really good job. Yes. Awesome. You and laughing at me, Leslie? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs>